Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Where are you looking? At your cell phone? I'm looking at my phone. (laughs) Busted. Yes. Okay. Busted. Mm -hmm. You know, we do YouTube. Mm -hmm. Welcome, everyone. Happy Monday. Look, okay, so you all have to go either on our website or to YouTube because I've got merch on, which so many people have been asking for. I have a hat. Says Housewives of True Crime. It's super cute. And the best is here. I'm going to sit up so you can see it. It's a sweatshirt and it says clink clink and it's for Christmas. It's so freaking cute. It's red and so, sparkly. It's delicious. It reminds me of, you know, Wizard of Oz, red shoes. A little bit with some green. It's really cute. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Anyways, get your merch today. And if you haven't got the five crimes, that's also available at fivecrimes.com. Okay, I have to tell you what just happened to me. Okay, right? what? Okay, so we're doing some landscaping and we were going to meet with a landscaper. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go into this bougie neighborhood and get some ideas. All right. Because I was like, I like, you know, structured, nice plants, whatever. Mm-hmm. So my girlfriend lives in there. And so I was like, hey, I'm going to go by your house and I'm going to see how your landscaping is. Because I know she's like real meticulous. So she was like, no problem. Head in there. You can even go into my backyard. I have a dog, but don't worry. And I'll let the housekeeper know that somebody's coming and not to be like alarmed. I'm like, okay, cool. Can I just pause that for all of you that are a little bit like me right now and a little bit nauseous that it's like, how bougie is this conversation? It is. I'll tell my housekeeper. I know. I, by the way, just from the get that you have a a landscaping. (laughs) Okay. I'm, I'm just so you know, I, my stomach is turning a little bit too. Okay. Okay. Continue. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> and it's true. Like even when she was like, I'm going to take tell my housekeeper. I'm like, okay, I'll tell mine also. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, I pull up, I tell Sean to meet me there. And so I'm like, okay, so we're taking pictures. We're like, we like this plant and we like this plant. And I was like, she said we could go in the backyard. He's like, are you sure? And there's like, she's so bougie. She's got cameras. All right. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. She says we could do it. We go in the backyard and we have been to her house one other time. And Sean was like, this is, this does not feel like the house that we were in. Oh shit. And I was like, no, it is. I'm like, I'm sure it is. It, you know, I think it is. (laughs) And, And I get all the way in the backyard. I'm like, dude, it is fully not like fully not her house. And I'm like, no, I'm that freaking person on the neighborhood watch with the camera. And I, I mean, mm-hmm. we are taking pictures. We look like 
full on, we're going to rob this chick's house or family's house. So I go to the front door because I'm like, I have to tell the owner. That's that a good call. I, yeah. yes, because I'm fully going to be on the, the neighborhood text messages. Like, who's mm-hmm. this woman? She had a housekeeper too. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's care. a bougie neighborhood, okay? Um, yeah. And I was like, listen, I'm really sorry. I don't know whose house this is, um, but can you please tell the owner that I thought it was my friend's house? And I'm really sorry. I was snooping, but I was taking pictures of my friend's house that is not this house. So yeah. I'm pretty sure they're going to call the cops on me. Oh, well, anyway, you know, maybe. I mean, similarly this week, I got a new car and I haven't quite gotten quite used to it. I looked, I tried to uh, open hello, the door. Hello, bougie. Whatever. Everyone needs a car. Everyone has a car. Not everyone has a housekeeper and a landscaper. Okay. I mean, it takes me way too long to figure out I'm trying to open the door of the wrong car. And I thought to myself, God, this car is already so dirty. (laughs) (laughs) And my kids are on the other side of the street and they're trying to open the doors too. Everybody's trying to open the door. uh, Everyone's trying to open the door. And I look ahead and I'm pretty sure I saw whose car car it was you oh, know, no. walking towards me yeah I was at the school too I was like oh, oh sorry wrong car and um then like made a mad dash down the street of embarrassment but mm-hmm. you know that kind of shit happens that that's the, day, the same the time yeah. you know I actually had one a win you're not gonna believe this I showed up to a uh, volunteer like once a month I do like art in my son's classroom yeah I showed up and the art teacher was there and I'm there and the teacher and the class are not there. So the art teacher is like, she's on a time schedule. So she tells me, you know, mama, can you go over there and and check them out? And I go over there and my son's teacher is like, arms crossed, like, no, it's not today. It's Wednesday. Oh, I'm like, I'm like, oh, um, actually you rescheduled it. Oh, and she was like, oh, I did. Um, was she like, <laughs> were you like moated? Remember that word? Yeah, totally. Like, mm. okay, hi. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like this was a good time to bring up the homework notes, you know? Right. You keep sending home, right? Like, I don't know that that's necessary. Sure. Anywho. Yeah. But so then she was so nice and apologetic to me when she finally got those kids in the little art classroom. It was very gratifying for someone to have spaced something and it was not me. And it wasn't you. You're like, listen, I, I get it. And I was I so nice. I was like, yeah, sometimes, you know, sometimes we just forget. It's true. Right? It's okay. Not no sometimes. Deal. I no all the sweat. time. All the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, if I can be friends with you, then... <laughs> then I, you'll feel really good about yourself. That's why you keep me I as a friend. I can handle like anything. No. <laughs> I can handle anybody, you know, like spacing up like, oh, I'll be right there. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think you thought I spaced this meeting right now, actually. Oh, I did for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, that bitch told me to be ready early and she's not even here. I know. I was setting up a new studio. Uh-huh. So anyways, do you have a crime for us today? Look, you're still drinking coffee. It's that early. You know, I just, I've been really drinking the coffee all day. You have? Yeah, well, and it's taking still morning. a leave. 
So yeah, it's because we're all fighting the sickness, which I would like to report that. So, you know, my husband has been saying that maybe we have mold or something because we've been sick for so long. Mm -hmm. Well, we don't, we do not because at that art class that I volunteered in, everybody's sick. About a third of the kids have the same damn yeah. scary, creepy cough. I'm like, okay, unless everybody has mold, it's not just us. No, and it's lasting a while. I think it's the new strand of COVID, to be totally honest with you. But, boy, the way. Yeah, I think that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, I mean, to be completely transparent. Okay, so we should get into crime. Hopefully, it's, uh, a, you know, gruesome. It is. Like you said, the holiday spirit. You got your, you got uh, your, yeah, you got your wish. I think Thanksgiving is this week. Oh yeah. 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 So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hopefully you're you're on the road to turkeys and family. You know, we should preface this with, you know, I'm going to skip over the, you know, the gory stuff, right? That's, I mean, that's kind of like our trademark, right? Right. Crime light. We don't think you need to get into that. But this is the first time that I have done a case and I did not skip over all that when I was doing my deep dive and I had a terrifying nightmare. Oh, that's yeah. the thing. But I'm not going to get, I'm not going to give you, I'm yeah. not going to give you a nightmare the way I tell it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. But, Sometimes that's why we tend to not do serial killer cases because the stuff mm-hmm. that you have to read is so intense. Yeah. It got in my and head. I'm scary. excited to uh, brain dump Bridget. this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's get to it. Okay. Well, Tab, this week's case is a listener suggestion and it's a listener who I know. Miss Shelby who does my hair. I'm pretty oh. sure she's asked me to do this one for years. Thanks, and, Shelby. Um, you know, she is like, my hair is like rocking my world lately. So this one's for you, Shelbs. Okay. Well, she did ask what was going on with your hair. And you did tell her about the scalp serum. Yeah. So next time friends. I go see her, I'll uh, get a, I'll get a report. Yeah. Did you bring her some? I did. Okay. Of good. course I did. Okay. So in February, 2012 tab, 18 year old Samantha Koenig was living her best life in Anchorage, Alaska. Samantha had a boyfriend, lots of friends, a close relationship with her dad who raised her as a single father. Samantha loved the outdoors and animals and was considering joining the Navy to go to nursing school. But at the moment she was enjoying working as a barista at a coffee stand. If you're not familiar, just like in the Pacific Northwest, in Anchorage, there are lots of coffee stands. It's common to see these like random stands in parking lots. Mm -hmm. Samantha had really wanted to work at one. And I mean, I get it. Being a barista. How do you say it? Barista. 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 I mean, it sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. Right? On this particular night, Samantha was the only barista in the stand. She was closing up by herself and her boyfriend, Dwayne, planned on picking her up when she was done. But when Dwayne showed up to get her around 9 p.m., she wasn't there. So he went to her house and spoke with her dad, who hadn't heard from her, 
And then Dwayne received a text from her saying she was going to take off with friends for a couple of days and please let her dad know. Well, that doesn't sound that out of the ordinary to me. I mean, she's free as can be 18 years old, right? But her dad and boyfriend immediately knew something was wrong with this text. And so they called the police. The following morning, the owners of the coffee stand were able to hand over video of Samantha's shift. What you see in the video is a man comes to the window. She makes him a drink. Then she appears shocked and puts her hands up and then walks over to the light and turns it off. And then you see the male figure climb in through the (gasps) kiosk window and then him and Samantha exit to the parking lot and become out of view. Oh my God. A neighboring business captured Samantha and the man getting into a white pickup truck but the video wasn't clear enough to get identifying information about the truck. So I can see how you have nightmares, even just by that. That is scary shit. Yeah. There's something about coming in through the window. Mm -hmm. I know. And knowing to tell her to turn off the light. Right? Yeah. That's creeps. Yeah. What do you think she should have done? She should have run. Yeah. I mean, like I'm just thinking, I, like, if that happens to you or that happens to somebody, like, there's a couple seconds where you have, like, a decision. Do you listen to this guy who maybe has a gun or something? That's right. You you do what he says. Or you run. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that we have read enough information that basically, I mean, I I hate to say this because I think that she did everything that she thought was going to Mm -hmm, work out. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't want to sound like I'm casting judgment or victim shaming or anything like that. But no, no, I mean, I think the lesson learned is you never go to the second location. Like you, it's better to get shot in the back than whatever they're going to do to you when they get you there. We always say that. And it's true. And, and, And it just is true. You fight, you run. I mean, that is your, that is your, that is your chance. Neighboring business captures the white truck, but there's not enough identifying information. So it is crazy that it appears that Samantha has been taken against her will. I mean, obviously, that is terrifying news. There was a huge outcry in the Anchorage community where Samantha had grown up. Right away, people donated to a reward fund for information leading to her return. Posters were put up everywhere. There was a candlelight vigil A few people were ruled out, like Samantha's boyfriend being one of them. And another young man that Sam had a restraining order against was ruled out as well. So, I mean, when it's really random, it's just even more scary. So everyone was just really invested in this young girl Mm -hmm. being taken. The only thing that they really had initially was the white truck. I mean, and we're talking about Anchorage, Alaska. There's literally... Thousands, hundred thousand white, white trucks, trucks. You know, it's like right? the white, you know, Tahoe or SUV the that every mom incons- has. You know? Yeah, I mean, if you really had to think, what is probably the most common vehicle in Anchorage, Alaska? It, it would be a white truck, right? Yes. So, also in Texas, just FYI. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. 
So days and then weeks passed and it got harder to hold on to hope that she was alive somewhere. And then three weeks after her disappearance, while her boyfriend was with her dad, he received a text from Samantha's phone. The text said, Connor's Park under Albert's pick. Ain't she purdy? They rushed to Connor's Park. At the park, there was a bulletin board with a poster of a missing dog named Albert. And underneath it was a note in a Ziploc bag. FBI and police were alerted and opened the bag with a ransom note asking $30,000 to be deposited into Samantha's account. And there was a Polaroid picture of her with tape over her mouth and a current newspaper. The picture was very blurry, but her father was able to tell it was his daughter in the picture. But the picture looked really weird to him and her hair was braided and that wasn't Samantha ever did with her Mm -hmm. hair. But it still was enough to renew hope that they could bring Samantha home. But what they didn't know at that time was that Samantha was already dead. She'd been dead since the night she disappeared. And she was dead when that picture was taken. And the reason it looked weird and blurry is because her killer had left her body in a shed for two weeks in Anchorage while he was on a tropical vacation with his girlfriend and his 10-year-old daughter. Stop it. He left Samantha in the shed because the average temperature at the time was around 20 degrees. When he returned and saw there was a reward for his victim, he got the idea to take a picture of her as a way to collect ransom. He went through Bottles and bottles of foundation to cover her now purple oh, skin for the photo. is so sick. And he sewed her eyes open with fishing hooks and then braided her hair oh. just like he did for his daughter that he had mostly raised as a single father, just like Samantha's. Oh, my In God. fact, his own daughter was in the house just feet away from the shed where he sexually assaulted and then strangled and stabbed Samantha. This like the whole time, like he's on this tropical, tropical vacation and his adult daughter is living in the house. So the night before he leaves for the tropical vacation, his adult daughter or no, his not 10 year old daughter. Oh, the 10 year old girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. The daughter was a 10 year old at the time. And they were in the house and he was out in the shed playing really loud music. So they couldn't hear what was going on if she screamed or anything. Yeah. Yeah. That is sick. Yeah. So after he made up Samantha's corpse for the ransom photo, he dismembered her, went ice fishing and multitasked by weighing down Samantha's body parts and disposing them while catching some fish, which he later ate. So who the F is this monster? He right? is a monster. That is so like now yeah. he's like a cannibal, really. I mean, he like yeah. you get the fish with the person. Yeah, he really click checks all the fucked up boxes. Yeah. Like every single one. Okay. His name is Israel Keys. Oh, he yes. grew up heard in about this guy. In Colleyville, Washington, 
in a very rural setting where him and his nine siblings were homeschooled. His parents belonged to some disgusting church that preaches white supremacy. His upbringing sounds hard. The family lived without electricity for years and until they like built some kind of cabin and the kids spent years while they were doing that living in tents in Washington where it rains all the time, right? Nine nine children. Yeah. And I mean, what kind of schooling can you do? I can't, like, I can't even, I can't even get my my kids homework done. Okay. Like I'm struggling (laughs) with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also they, they didn't socialize outside of their whacked bubble. Mm-hmm. which, I mean, these are the kind of people they want to live away, you know, off the grid, away from everyone. They hate the government. You know, you get the vibe, right? Right. Okay. So they have this, but they have like some contact with people through their crazy church. Okay. So part of the people that are included in their bubble are these Kehoe brothers who I learned committed acts of domestic terrorism and were sentenced to death for murdering a family. Like there's, there's a Dateline episode about it. You know, it just came up when I was researching this. Okay. So it's like, clearly this is bad. There's also supposedly a tie in with the um, Keyes family. So Israel Keyes family mm-hmm. and Timothy McVeigh, you know, the yeah. Oklahoma City oh, Oklahoma bomber. City bomber. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of it's kind of complicated, but you get it. I mean, it's like just this horrible, hateful, breeding hate bubble of people. Okay, but Israel says that is not what made him the monster he grew into. According to Israel, his childhood was pretty ideal. Although he had strong disagreements later in life with his parents regarding their choice in religions, they like actually kicked him out after he told them he was an atheist. He had a thing about not wanting his childhood to be the reason he was the way he was. He thought it made him weak. I mean, at least that's what people speculate. He says that from a young age, Mm -hmm. he always had disturbing tendencies like, you know, killing and torturing animals. And He, as he grew up, he became aware that it was something he needed to hide from people. Isn't it interesting, right? You're like, instead of hiding it, maybe you get help for it. Oh, well, hello. Yeah. And I mean, he doesn't want to blame his parents for him becoming what he did. But at the same time, he hated them. Yeah. So there is a re, I mean... I just went to this talk last night about um, a writer wrote this book called Narcissistic Child, something like mm. that. And it was like how to raise a kid that's not narcissistic in a society where we're raising a bunch of narcissists. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Word. Um, so anyways, I mean... And what she said is just like, you know, you're not raising children. You are raising adults. Like we are like childhood is short comparatively to a life that goes into their 80s, you know. So it's like something happened when he was a child. And, And usually, I mean. Oh, I think many things, many things happen. His just theory that him being so isolated and then 
you know, his family being affiliated with this whole, you know, white supremacy thing had no bearing on his desire to assault and kill is like crazy. Like, of course, that had everything to do with yes. it. You and know? the girl that he killed, his... was she white? Yes. Okay. No. Yes. But okay, so his upbringing led him to dehumanize people, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's what that racist bullshit like does, right? right? Okay, and so, I mean, that all fed into all of the effed up, you know, head stuff, which he had in his head that he kept a secret from everyone except for his victims. He served three years in the military, He lived with the mother of his child for six years while he worked as a carpenter and was generally liked in the small community that they lived in. When the mother of his child abused prescription drugs and alcohol, he moved to Anchorage with his new girlfriend to make a better life for them and started his own contracting business. People admired him for being such a doting dad. His live-in girlfriend was a nurse practitioner. There is nothing particularly alarming about his appearance or personality on the surface. He doesn't have a criminal record and he just doesn't look like a bad guy. He just really managed to go under everyone's radar. Mm -hmm. Okay, so back to Samantha. With, With all the hope in the world of getting his daughter back, Samantha's, you know, father took law enforcement's encouragement and deposited $5,000 in her account. Okay. An alert was set up. So anytime her debit card was used, authorities were immediately dispatched to the scene. Because there was a $500 withdrawal limit on Samantha's account, Mm -hmm. Israel made three withdrawals in Anchorage. And each time he did, he you know, concealed his identity with a mask and police would just miss him by minutes. I mean, that is like, how many banks could there be? Can't you just have somebody there like at every single bank? And you're in Alaska. I mean, it's not that big. (laughs) I mean, it is big. Uh, It's really big. It's really big actually. But I mean, there's not that many people, okay? (laughs) The land mass is big, but there can't be that many banks. And I mean, I've been there. There's few people. Yeah. Housewives of true crime listeners, y'all know I love finding ways to impress my kids with knowledge. And speaking Spanish always does the trick. And living in Southern California, it's so useful. Now, let me tell you, believe it or not, it's actually been a minute since I was in high school. And so enter Rosetta Stone with its convenient audio options it's all just coming back to me. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. It's an amazing value. You get a lifetime membership that has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started for a very limited of time. Housewives of True Crime listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit 
rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. Clink, clink. Attention Housewives of True Crime listeners, are you ready to bring a touch of mystery and allure to your home? Enter Home Threads, where true crime meets luxurious living. Imagine your space with furniture that captures the essence of your favorite crime drama. From exclusive designer collections to cozy essential, Home Threads has everything you need to create a home that's as intriguing as the stories you love. And always the best value. If you're like me, when you're watching the latest episode of True Detective with Jodie Foster, you are all cozy in your boho chic living room, courtesy of all the reclaimed wood and earth tone accessories from Home Threads. Tab has a real edgy bitch glam vibe going on with dark drama contrasted with modern gold accents like the cool mirror she found at Home Threads. Whatever you're feeling, they've got such a huge selection you're covered. Home Threads is offering our listeners a great deal. Head over to homethreads.com slash clink and get 15% off your order. Homethreads.com slash clink. 15% off your order at Home Threads. Love where you live. Hello, listeners. Are you ready to spring into making healthy choices? Like actually going to the gym, not just putting on the gym shoes. Well, I am. And I have also been making the healthy choice to cut back on alcoholic beverages during the week. Recess mocktails make it so easy to do. These zero-proof craft mocktails are the replacement that allows you to enjoy the ritual of pouring yourself a fabulous drink at only 25 calories or less. Have that friend that alcohol tends to make a little extra chatty? Offer them a recess mocktail at your next get-together. Be a crowd pleaser. Everyone enjoys a recess lime margarita. It's the perfect guilt-free drink in between drinks. Our listeners can enjoy 15% off at takearecess.com slash clink. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. That's takearecess.com slash clink. So after days, with no, then there's no withdrawal activity. He made a withdrawal at this time and it was in Arizona. Oh. And then, and then another one in New Mexico. Okay, so and he's on the two, run. Yeah, and then two in Texas. He is masked every time, but they are able to obtain surveillance of the video. He's traveling in a white Ford Focus. Okay, so we don't even know who he is at this point. Right. They have no idea. Mm -hmm. At this point, it's clear to authorities that he is, they don't know who it is, but he's moving east. Okay. Mm -hmm. So officers in Texas were on high alert for a white Ford Focus. And it was that tiny piece of identifying information that led a Texas officer to pull over Israel's Ford Focus when he went three miles over the speed limit and arrest him when his suspicions were confirmed when Israel pulled out an Alaska driver's license. Mm -hmm. 
And then his car was searched and Samantha's debit card ID were found along with a gun and the mask he had been seen wearing in ATM footage. Okay. What is so bananas, I mean, maybe even like divine intervention is that Israel had rented the Ford Focus and being as methodical as he was, which I will get into, he wouldn't stay in the same rental car. He would switch out rental cars along the way. But the last time he switched cars, they gave him another white Ford Focus. So it wasn't even the one that they were looking for. It wasn't even the one that they saw in the video. Yeah, he had switched it out. Funny. So usually like the Chevy Malibu they give you. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they still do that, but remember when... Yeah, I don't know. They, they do. Oh, they do. Yeah, they do. I got one not too long ago. Yeah. My kids thought it was the coolest car ever. <laughs> big trunk. <laughs> there is yeah. a big trunk. <laughs> yeah. 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 So Israel was arrested, but they still have no idea if Samantha is alive or not. Mm -hmm. And Israel is not talking at all. And they really only had him on possession of, you know, stolen credit card, right? But after they communicated with the Anchorage Police Department and discovered that he owned a white pickup back in Anchorage, you know, and there was specific um, identifying information like, like, just like the back shelves and stuff were the same as the picture, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. You know, so then they told him that they could identify his vehicle 100% as the one that was seen with Samantha leaving the coffee stand. Well, forcibly. and he has her ID. And, yeah. And yeah. compiled with, he has, yeah, yeah. So then he decided he would talk, but he had some demands. He demanded an Americano coffee, a Snickers bar, and a cigar. Like every time he talked. I like two when of those. When his demands. Right. I think Americanos are like kind of bullshit. You right? do? They're my favorite. Why do you think no, they're bullshit? I, because it's just espresso and water. I just want, I just want espresso if I want espresso or I want regular, you know, me. I like... <laughs> Every time we go, like it never ceases to amaze Tab. Whenever we go to Starbucks and I just order a Pike. black coffee, yeah, she's I'm like, like, "What?" I'm like, "That is <laughs> like, so boring." Yeah. Yep, that's that's what I like. Yeah, his demands were met, and he detailed everything about his horrific cli- crime as casually as you would describe making a sandwich. He said he told Samantha that this was just about money. And so he led her to believe that if she cooperated, she would be set free. Oh, so you understand why she, you know, yeah, she didn't. Yeah. It's probably like, I'm going to take you to yeah. the ATM. So that's why, and, I mean, of course, we're yes. going to get your money and I'm going to be on my way. Yeah, I know. So who knows if what any of us would have, you know, done in that situation. Well, freeing her was never his intention. Um, He just knew what to say. Mm -hmm. Back in Alaska, they were able to recover Samantha's body from the lake location he described. Oh, so he like fully told them. Yeah, he fully told them. Yeah, it was apparent to investigators that 
this was not Israel's first heinous murder. And, and Israel you, conceded. You say that, that just true. because he was like so forthcoming or how he did it or. Yes, because he had taken, you know, he just wasn't he, he wasn't sloppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he concedes this is not his first rodeo. Right. But in order to give up those details, he had some more demands and they were more complicated than coffee, cigars and Snickers. He wanted to be able to control what information was told to the media because he did not want the people he knew mostly and mostly his daughter to be haunted by all the grisly details. He wanted his name left out of the headlines. He also wanted an execution date. He did not want to prolong his life. So these negotiations took months to satisfy Israel before he would confess to additional murders. When he finally did, FBI agents were blown away by the lengths Israel went to and his skilled, delayed gratification. Israel would make these kill kits, which included things like chemicals to dispose of bodies, weapons, and rope. And then he would bury them somewhere random in a like a Home Depot bucket and then retrieve it years later when he had an excuse to be back in the area. What? And, okay. Yeah. So there was so he this had guy's this been doing how, how old was he when he got caught? I think 34. Oh my gosh. Okay. So he's been doing this for years. Yeah, a minute. Yeah. Since he was in so his there 20s? Was no, well, I'll, I'll explain all that. Okay. Yeah. There was no rhyme or reason or type of victim. He just methodically picked them based on how he could execute the plan. So if you were an easy target, it didn't matter if you were male, female, young or oh, old, basically. Wow. Right. That's not, that's not a normal serial killer. No, no, no. Some other not fun facts about Israel was he traveled to Mexico a lot and he got plastic surgery. I I read this a lot, but I don't know when I read this what their source was. Mm-hmm. But some of um, Israel's supposed surgeries were he had the lap band done, even though he was a thin guy. So that like if he was to kill, he wouldn't be bothered by hunger. Also, you know, they say he got Botox to stop himself from sweating and leaving DNA. And multiple nose jobs. The nose jobs, there's evidence of for sure, because you can tell in photos, Mm -hmm. you know, the other ones I'm not. That's what is written out there, but I'm not completely positive about that. Okay. Okay. So um, I'm not sure why the nose thing was a thing for him. It's bizarre. So when Israel confessed initially to murdering, he confessed that he had murdered an older couple in Essex, Vermont. This couple was Bill and Lorraine Courier, and their friends and family had been distraught over their disappearance that had taken place the previous year. They just vanished and there were no leads. Israel told 
agents that he strangled Lorraine and shot Bill and put their bodies in trash bags in the basement of an abandoned house. They found the house, or you could say they found where the house had been. It had been demolished. So there was an extensive search for their bodies in the landfield, like months they searched. But sadly, they they were never able to recover them for the family. Yeah. They brought cadaver dogs to the home site, which did confirm that, you know, like the scent of death was there. So it's awful. So Mm -hmm. after the story broke that a killer confessed to killing this missing Vermont couple, a reporter reported that she had a source who verified it was a man named Israel Keys, and he was also connected to the murder of Samantha Koenig in Alaska. Because Israel had access to visitors and television, okay, so he's locked up for this, but they hadn't released his name, right? Because that was part of his demands. But this reporter reported it. So they had to tell him before he learned for himself that part of his agreement with the FBI had been breached and his name was out there. Mm-hmm. So after that, he was, he was real mad. And then he shut down the confession conversations. So it's a real drag that she did that because it had taken them months to get him. Dude, to- and so... He confessed to those, those two, the couple. Was there yeah. others that he confessed to? Well, since he wasn't volunteering names anymore because he was mad that they had breached his agreement with them, uh-huh. he, they started looking into missing person cases that coincided with known travel dates of his. They had gone to his house in Alaska and they had retrieved his computer. So they knew dates like when he had rented cars, Mm -hmm. like stuff like that. They were able to get off. They found a missing woman named Deborah Feldman, and they said he had searched her name on his computer. So they approached him with a picture, and he did not confirm or deny he had anything to do with the woman's disappearance. But agents noted that he was clearly disturbed by the question, you know? Yeah. He confessed to murdering in Washington State and disposing of them in Crescent Lake, but he never gave the names. Just people. He also, just people. He also confessed that he liked to rob banks after a murder and commit arson. He's like a real jack of all trades. Yeah. Crime-wise. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, what can I do that is against the law? And he's an atheist, so he doesn't even give a shit. Yeah. He's really good at committing crimes. He doesn't doesn't think he's going to hell. Yeah. So even though he's still giving information, he was, I mean, he was very elusive about it. Mm -hmm. Like he talked enough to get, you know, Snickers bars and Americanas, but he didn't give them anything else after he gave them the couriers and all they have connected nine murders to Israel, but they suspect that the actual number of victims is 11 
because he left 12 pictures painted in his own blood of skulls in his prison cell where he took his own life via razor blade. Um, by the way, he was not allowed to be having the razor blades. Yeah, so somebody one? did some smuggling. Yeah, he was in solitary. So it's, it's a real big whoops that someone handed him a razor because apparently like, that's not a thing they, they are supposed to do. Or you know, did he just of, like give somebody something for a razor? Yeah. Well, it had to have been like a, a guard, guard or, or like, like, I don't know. Anyways, apparently they issue them electric razors. Fancy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fancy. Right. I don't think we're ever going to know what actually happened or who's at fault for that because the uh, Alaska Department of Corrections is not giving an explanation on what happened. Uh, When he was found, he had left a note. It's like incoherent bullshit. The note is like four pages and said stuff like, you may have been free. You loved loving your lie. Fate had its own scheme. Crushed like a bug, you still die. He's, you know, so gross. I am so sad for his daughter. Yeah. Okay. So I was interested in what happened to Israel's girlfriend and daughter. Okay. Uh I think it's great for them that there is not a lot out there. I cannot imagine the pain associated with being connected to Israel. According to web sleuths on like Reddit and various Facebook groups, his girlfriend is still a practicing nurse practitioner, but not in Alaska. Uh, can't blame her for leaving. No. Right? I read in the book, Devil in the Darkness, that she did not attend his funeral, which was attended by his four sisters and their spouses and his mother. And she has no idea where his remains are. Um, but I can tell you where they are. He was cremated and buried at Williams Valley Hillside Cemetery in Washington. His headstones spells his name is real instead of like with the a first you know mm-hmm. which i'm i'm not sure why that is um people that have a lot of interest in him have pointed out that israel is an anagram for serial oh weird but Creepy, that's how he was right? born he was born israel yeah he was born that was born like all of the kids have like bible names okay but i yeah that's bad. Like, check your kids' names. Make sure they don't say, like, murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, God. Yes. Okay. And speaking of creepy, there are some people out there who glorify him no. and his crimes, which is beyond disturbing. Yeah. I found a chick on Facebook who had his face tattooed on her Stop back. Stop it right now. Yeah. Why? So he's always got her back. That's that, what she says. It's dude, come on. It's so demented and pathetic. I just can't with that shit. We're... <laughs> okay. That, okay. That's, so as that's for something, that's something new I've never heard of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's full of wrong. So as for Israel's daughter, she moved in with her mother after his arrest and her half-brother, who sadly took his own life eight months after Israel did. She's all grown up now. She changed her name. 
which I imagine is very painful to be forced to remove yourself from your identity, Mm -hmm. you know, but understandable. I hope she is at peace with her life, but I am sure that's not easy. As for Samantha Koenig's father, James, he is active in a Facebook group he started called Seeking Alaska's Missing, which is like Mm S-A-M after Sam, which has 27,000 followers and has helped raise awareness and reunite missing Alaskans with their families. So, I mean, that is just... That's nice. So admirable, yeah, to take something so tragic and use it as a catalyst for good. He misses her every day. She would be 30 years old if she wasn't taken. Oh, also rest in peace. The, you know, couriers, Bill and Lorraine and the unknown victims, nine or 10 or plus we'll never know for sure. They have their suspicions, but we'll never know for sure who they were. Yeah. Cause you said he had 11 skulls drawn. He had 12. Okay. 12. 12. It's like 11 skulls. And then there's one that looks like it has horns. Like it's like the devil. And they, so they think that's like him. Yeah. Oh my God. He was the devil. He is the devil Mm -hmm. in human form came back to life. Oh, so gross, man. Now I totally realize why you had a nightmare and why I said we don't do serial killers because this is like, it's too much. Yeah, I know. Okay. So this is what y'all wanted. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. Shit. Jeez, Give me nightmares. I know. I'm not doing this anymore. Dude, Shelby. Shelby. Ugh. Also, we got to give a, a shout out to Trisha. We didn't do that. Oh, you know. But, yeah, we do. Let's still give, give, yeah, give me some suggestions. Yeah, suggestions dark, are great, please. you guys. Um, and um, uh, Trisha McKenna, keep them coming. She sends us some good ones. She does. Thank you. And a lot of times we have multiple people send us the same ones, which um, my case I'm doing next week has come from actually a bunch of you. And you also talked about it on our Housewives of True Crime group page on Facebook this week. Um, it's because it's a Netflix documentary. But you guys, the Netflix, if you guys want to watch the Netflix documentary, it's called Till Murder Do Us Part. But let me tell you, there is so much more on this case. It is fascinating to me, much more so than the Netflix documentary. I will tell you, to watch it because it's a good watch, but I have so much more to the story and a little beef with Netflix after that, after I really figured out what was, what was going on. And Gretchen's going to start watching it this week. So she knows what I'm talking about. I am. She's been like really giving me a hard time about it. Okay. But I'll tell you what, his confessions are all on like YouTube and stuff. I just, I got sucked down the rabbit hole. Oh, Israel's just, confessions. I, yeah, Israel's. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought you were talking about this other confession, but okay. Yeah, I know. No. So. And also I do want to say like, I mean, if you are feeling like Googling this or whatever, let me tell you, there is a picture out there that is like posted and people have reposted it, you know, a million times saying that it is the picture of Samantha Koenig with, you know, the eyes sewed open or whatever. That is not, the picture that picture has never been released thank the lord okay, okay. that like was like news. one of those it was uh 
you know, like a mock picture that they mm. did for like an ID special. Okay. It's not the real thing. Okay. So you can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Also check out housewivesoftruecrime.com for our merch. I'm going to get some things up there this week. So you'll want this sweatshirt. I promise you for Christmas. It's a really good one. Um, there's hats and then also fivecrimes.com. You can get your beauty supplies. Seriously. I just, we just got a message actually today. Somebody ordered, um, more of the facial serum because she can't get enough. And I will tell you, we can't get enough either. I'm like out of stock and we are in a big run of making a lot of it right now. Um, but it just has been so much, uh, you guys have liked it so much more than we thought. And so we're on it. Don't you worry. So that's fivecrimes.com. It's perfect Christmas gift too, to bring to your favorite things party. Do you have any of those Gretchy? No, no, I'm going to one. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to one this week, actually. So invited any parties. <laughs> a friend of mine just told me, you know, I wanted to throw a Christmas party this year. And she said, you know, I think um, actually you can do it. It was like a neighborhood thing. Yeah. Like, don't step on our toes. You oh, know, right, whatever. right. And I was like, too late, boo. Too fucking late. Oh, you're not okay? doing it? No, no, I can't. No, <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Next year. These things uh, take me a long time. Yeah. To, you're a planner. Yeah. Next year. Oh, and you guys. Okay. So big news. I guess we should have talked about this earlier, but Price is Right air. <laughs> We haven't seen it, but it will have aired. It's airing tomorrow. When we're recording, recording on Tuesday before it airs. But yeah, oh, okay. 15th. So it's, it's gonna. It's so, supposedly supposed to be up the fifteenth. Yes, the fifteenth. So this is coming out a little bit later. So if you want, you can go back to whatever Peacock or whatever it has on it, Paramount Plus. I don't know, YouTube. Um, and it's the November fifteenth episode, and you will see that. Um, me, myself, and I finally made it on got the stage. Got to come on down. Yeah. <laughs> got to spin the wheel. Mm-hmm. Nothing big happened. And but, I was excited about it. But I did win a TV. So. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I just paid the taxes on it, actually, so I can get it in mm-hmm. the mail. Yes. So when you win, by the way, because how much money I had to pay for the Sam TV, I think if I would have won the showcase showdown, I, I don't know if I would have taken it. Interesting. Because the taxes are so, okay. So it's a lot. You got to pay all the taxes and then you get it onto your, your income tax too. So you got like double whammy here. Hmm. Yeah, that's kind of balls. Yeah. Anyways, but it was very fun. So check it out. Um, and if you guys want to go on the prices, right. Uh, you should, because it's really fun. Recommend. I'll go with you. I, I didn't know. win. You could. You so could I get still, to go again. I can't go back on for another ten years, you guys. So I could. But still, she will be there. I will go in ten years. Oh, I will. Yeah. I know. I don't know if it'll last ten more years, but if it does, I'm going back in ten years for sure. All right. Anyways, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Hopefully, you are all prepped and ready to go for this Thursday. Your kids are probably home and. 
driving you up the wall already, but um, be thankful for them because that is what this season is about. Uh, Good luck on your Black Friday shopping. Go to housewivesoftruecrime.com for all of your gifts or fivecrimes.com. Clink, clink. Clink, clink.